Hey girl, it's Mama Dre here with Hey guys, Mama Jen here. We are the Soul Based Mamas, inviting all women getting in tune with themselves, their higher power, that passionate maternal and divine feminine energy. We are both healing, growing, and living this journey every single day, and we invite you along for all of it. Hi, Mama Jen. Hello, Sorry. Mama Dre. Happy- I just got so excited that the sun came out. <laughs> Happy podcast day, babe. Happy podcast day. <laughs> so you probably hear that there's more noise in the background than usual. So we want to share with you, we are at the Santa Fe Springs and Whittier Chambers Women in Business event. And we are hanging out here uh, right after they finished up. Hello, we're here with Miss Lisa Michelle. We just want to say thank you so much for stopping by with us. You're a board member of the East Whittier City School District. And tell us a little bit about what's going on. And I feel great because like, you, you pulled a card with us. And you said <laughs> yeah, we saw how excited you got. It yes. resonated. <laughs> well, thank you so much for allowing me to stop by. My name is Lisa Michelle Dabbs, and I am the newest board member elected to the East Whittier City School Board. And uh, it's really my pleasure to be here. I've heard so much about your great podcast. I have to be honest and transparent. I haven't heard it yet, but I want to take some time to listen. And when I pulled the card this morning that says, Determination is so beautiful, it really struck with me. It struck with me because of two reasons. The first one was, um, as a very young woman, I was determined to become a school principal. And I did not stop at anything to make sure that that dream came true. And I did really specific things to get to that place. Uh, besides, obviously, praying, I did other things, too, doing vision boards and visualization activities. And, and I was a principal for um, 14 years, and I ended up becoming a principal at a very young age. And then secondly, as I became an education consultant, I really had a, a desire to give back to my community because I was traveling around the country doing webinars, presentations, for education in different parts of the country, but not in Whittier. So I wanted to see how I could give back to my own community with the gifts and talents that I've been blessed to receive. So I ran for school board in 2018, and to do that, I was determined to win my seat on the board for the ability to serve, because my passion is to serve, and I believe that um, on the school board, that's the most important thing, and our number one thing is to serve the children of our board. So I used, again, the power of determination and visualization to um, go after that um, candidacy. And then most recently, we had a very interesting vote on our board. And I won't say too much about that, but I use the same principles of visualization and really believing that the decision that was going to be made was going to be the best, not just for me, but for my community. So I really want to impart to your listeners that when you take the time to visualize, write down your desires, they really come to pass. Oh, I love it. I love that. How do you handle those big, you know, when you feel like you're hitting a wall, right? Like there's times where we're faced with challenge and we're like, yeah, I got this. And then other days we might get out of bed and we're like, oh man. (laughs) Yeah. How do you stay determined? I still want to do this, but yeah. (laughs) The way that I do it is to make sure to use only the words that I want to see come to pass. So saying things such as, I am going to do great today. It's going to be a great t- great day today. Something great is going to happen for me today. I am healthy. I am successful. I am blessed. I am 
beautiful. And I find that by doing that, it just changes my feeling. Too many times I've talked to very young women and even women in my age group who are saying all the wrong things. They're saying and speaking the words that they don't want. It's like yeah. speaking into existence, right? Yes. You're speaking things into so, existence. For example, the other day I had a friend say, oh, my family is always so full of drama. And I said to her, because you keep saying that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I find really turns things around for me. And then oftentimes I'll turn on like my favorite music or my favorite maybe worship music and just sing and dance because mm -hmm. that really helps to change my um, my spirit. Mm -hmm. But I have to be perfectly honest with you. I wake up every day just being very grateful. So I, I want to mm -hmm. add that too. We hear a lot about yes. gratefulness and the importance of that. But it's really true. If we wake up feeling down, but we begin to think just quickly, I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for my partner. I'm mm -hmm. grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my car. Grateful yeah. for my job. It really will turn things around. Oh, I love, I love that. that. I love that you're our first <laughs> guest today, too. She's speaking to our soul. Like she's talking yeah. to me right now. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, the producer Luna here, Lisa Michelle, I consider you one of my mentors. You know that. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming over. And I'm glad that you are our first guest. You came over at the right time. We And Jen had just said, I think we're ready to record now. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you came up to say hi. Yay! So thank you so much for dropping by. I appreciate you. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I'm just so grateful to be able to share a little bit about how I guide my life with, with your listeners. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. We are super excited because we got we just got to hear Kim Cole speak. ready for Kim Coles. Who is ready for Kim Coles? <laughs> now that's what I'm talking about. So I'm going to give a little brief intro for her. So we are so fortunate to have Kim Coles as our speaker this morning. Kim tours all around the country speaking to hundreds and thousands of people from corporation to schools and has inspired countless people. She shares her story of overcoming tough obstacles and how she has learned to embrace her gifts. I don't want to share too much more of Kim's story. I will let her do it herself. This lady is a powerhouse. If you don't remember, who remembers in living color? You know you were all watching it. How about living single the sitcom? Okay, without further ado, cue the music, maestro. Bring that on. We're going to pump up the energy in this house, right? Kim Coles. Where's that music, Maestro? Oh, yeah. Who remembers this? You know you were all in the 80s. Here she is. Kim Coles. Get up on your feet. Get up on your feet. Testosterone. Where's the testosterone? 
walked in, they were like, would you like to go to the microphone and test things? I was like, no, I'm a pro. I'm just gonna move things as I go along. Hello. Good morning. Listen, let me tell you right now. Listen, this is gonna happen. This is going to happen. I'm, I'm 57 and three quarters. Thank you. Yeah. Hey. I'm not really posing. I'm just trying to keep moving. Because when you get old, bones begin to slow down. Rigor mortis will come and visit me in the middle of the night. Who here is in their 60s and 70s and beyond? Look at these divas, these queens. This is what we have to look forward to being fabulous and wonderful. And days like this, believe it or not, are all are, believe it or not, are part of self-care. Everyone talks about self-care. Self-care is not a man named petty. Self-care is coming and sharing time with your sisters and a few brothers, I see you, to learn and laugh and love. Good. So I'll start with talking about Living Single a little bit. Did you watch Living Single? Woo -woo -woo. So I played a character named Sinclair, and Sinclair had her own catchphrase, and the catchphrase was woo woo woo. Woo woo woo. By the way, for those of you who are uninformed, uh, Living Single is like the Black Friends. <laughs> References. I would be the Phoebe character, <laughs> but without the smelly cat. Thank you. There's a joke there. I didn't mean that. I mean um, it was a great pleasure to work with some amazing people. I got to work with Queen Latifah for five years. The L-A-T-I-F-A-H is in command. You and I, T-Y. That's not how the song goes. I'll tell you some behind the scenes stuff, may I? May I share some behind the scenes, like some stuff that nobody knows? Queen Latifah is amazing. And Queen Latifah never came to work on time. <laughs> not nary a day. It's because she's the queen. When she shows up in her world, she's a musician, when she shows up, that's when things get started. Never, never. The way we knew that she had arrived at work is she had a truck that had a booming system in it. And the way we knew, because the guard gate was like a half a mile that away, we would know she was coming because we would hit the base. The base would just make you move to the set. Oh, she's here. Oh, Queen Latifah. And I'm not talking about her behind her back. I said this to her face. She knows she was late every day. When she showed up, the party got started. I got to work with... Uh, Who's old enough to remember? Kim Fields as Tootie. Tootie. The only little black girl we had on television for a while. That little nappy bang. Remember that little bang? She's a goddess, you understand? This is a woman who started out like at four years old and has kept herself in the business and kept herself relatively sane, right? And total pro. And she told us the first day of work, you guys, please don't call me Tootie in front of other people, because this is I'm now an older actress, and to call me Tootie means that people just always see that little girl. So whatever you do, just don't call me Tootie in front of other people. And so therefore, <laughs> we called her Tootie all the time! Toot, toot, Tootie, don't cry! It was, oh, it was wonderful. Got right in her face. She's a goddess. She's a queen. I got to work with and kiss John Hinton, the one who played Overton. You remember Overton? Okay. Oh, Obi, oh, Overton. Okay, you want to know the inside scoop? To kiss him and get paid for it was my delight. <laughs> you know, when I would get the script at night, I'd go, oh, page 23, Sinclair and Overton kiss. Yes. Ah, and as a performer, I must prepare. <clears throat> I'm ready. You know what we used to do? I'm not gonna lie. You know, because on TV you're supposed to do this, like, mm, 
what? No, we'd be tonguing each other down. Stop it. They would be calling, cut, cut, John, Kim, we got that one. I don't think we got that one. And I got a check. What? Life is good. All still friends to this day. One of my very best friends is Erica Alexander, the one who played Max, you know, the attorney crazy Max. I saw her yesterday, one of the best friends. Listen, she was maid of honor in my wedding. I was maid of honor in her wedding. We're both divorced now, but uh, <laughs> at least we're still together. <laughs> Our love is strong. <laughs> she's amazing because she's the kind of friend, and I'm sure some of you, who came here with friends today? Anybody came with friends? Okay. Are you or your friend the kind of friend that likes to do things that get you almost arrested? <laughs> like things that's like a little bit, not like not all the way arrested, but stuff that's like a little on the edge. That's Erica Alexander. The two of us together, who, who's the one that likes to get the friends in trouble? Who's the friend, who's the trouble friend? Ah, you're my kind of girl. <laughs> She's the type of friend that will say, let's go do things, Kim Coley's. And she calls me Kim Coley's. That's not even my name. She made me Puerto Rican, Kim Coley's. <laughs> She made me Latina, Kim Coley's. Kim Coley's, let's go do this. I go, no, Erica, we cannot do that. I think that's against the law. And then she'll say, what you gonna do, go out like a sucker? Like, man, <laughs> that. So I'll tell you all a little story. We were doing an event for Fox, you know, for Fox Television, and they had this event where, you know, they had these podiums. It was a party, and they had these dancing girls up there doing their thing, dancing, doing their jam, working there. And she was like, Kim Coley's, you and me, we're going up there. Like, no, Erica, we cannot go up to the top. What are you talking about? Like, I don't want to dance on the floor. I want to dance with it. Girls are dancing. So we climb up the ladder. Now, let me just explain. There's two distinctly different body types in this show that I'm about to tell She's lean and thin and athletic, and boom, she's up the ladder. Me, I'm taking my time climbing, and I don't know if we're going to make it. We get up there, we start jamming, and we start jamming so much that the girls, the little girls in the little outfits had to climb down because it was about Max and Sinclair. We were taking over the ooh, 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 what? Until security came and got us. Max Sinclair, get down here. Erica's like, yes, sir. She goes down. I'm like, sir, I'll be down in just a moment, just a moment. I didn't go out like a sucker, though. There's also stories of underwear and things that would happen. I can't tell you. Ask me when, when you meet me at the table, I'll tell you stories. But this is what I got to do for five years, amazing people. And then the last cast member was a man named T.C. Carson, the one that had the very deep voice. If you didn't see, did, who does it? I'm not going to ask you to watch the show. But just know, his name is Kyle Bowser on the show, Kyle Barker on the show. And this is a man who's very rooted in his roots. Do you know those people who are very rooted in whatever their culture is? He is rooted in Africa. Never mind that he's really from Chicago, but he thinks he's African. He wears amber oils and he wears the African robes. And it's almost like you can see the girls dancing behind him doing that dance. And you can hear the distant drums on the Serengeti. Nazavinia! He's that. It was a great time. Thank you. I had five years of that. Five seasons. Thank you. The residual checks still come in? Thank you. Yes. Nice. They've slowed down over the years. This is how I know how well I'm doing. When I get a residual check and I'm able to buy a human hair wig, then I'm doing well. <laughs> the synthetic $9.99 wig, then that means the checks have slowed down a little bit. My sister girls know what I'm talking about. 
it was a great time and I learned a lot and I'll tell you some more of the stories too. When I uh, left the show, so the show got canceled, I didn't get fired or nothing, it's not my fault, it's gone. By the way, it's never actually left the air. It's gone off, but never gone off. Do you know what I'm saying? It got canceled, but never got canceled. But, you know, when you have an experience, like I'm telling you, and for those of you who saw the show, we really did have that much fun every day. There was a time after the show ended that I went into a depression. It was really hard not to go to work and get free food every day. I'm very focused. What my goals are. And the goal was free food and laughter and joy and a check and free food. And when the show ended, I uh, went through a really dark time. And the way I, excuse me, I expressed my depression was to, you know, some people drink, some people, you know, do drugs, some people do things, other things, illegal things. I shopped. Anybody, do you have any shoppers here? I shopped. Oh, I had plenty of time and money to spend, and I shopped. And I worked a little bit, like I did a couple of episodes of Frasier. I'm Dr. Mary. Okay, okay. And then I shopped, and then I shopped some more. Then I would work a little bit, then I would shop some more. And there came a point where I shopped through all of my money. It's because I didn't believe that I deserved it. I'm a girl from Brooklyn. What's up, Brooklyn house? There's nobody from Brooklyn. But that's what you gotta do when you're from Brooklyn. You just you start to jam for no particular reason. I didn't think, you know, listen, I grew up watching all of the great comedians on television. I grew up wanting to be Carol Burnett. And I'm gonna age myself, Flip Wilson and all of the great comedians. I just wanted to, I didn't know what that was. I would sit and watch TV and go, that's it. And I ended up doing that. And in fact, when I was about 14, when it was time to choose high school, I didn't want to go to the high school in my neighborhood because, frankly, it was the kind of school that the first day of school they handed you your books and a switchblade. They're like, good luck, kid. It was just like, dangerous. I was like, I ain't going to make it. I'm corny. I will get stabbed every day. I ain't going to make it. I'm still corny, by the way. I just embrace it. But at 14, you're like, I'm not one of the cool kids. I will not make it at this tough school. So I wanted to go to the high school for the performing arts. Now that's the fame school. Do you guys remember fame? I'm gonna live forever. I can't do the dance, I can't. And Debbie Allen, fame is where you start paying. Right here is where you start paying. The Debbie Allen kick. That's a real place. And you have to audition to get in. And so I went down there the day of auditions and there were a bunch of kids all lined up and they were like dancer kids and Broadway kids. The sun will come out tomorrow. They were all vocalizing and stretching and mm, I gotta work the pipes. I'm like, you're 14, kid, you're a kid. And I was so intimidated because I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And so I chickened out and I went home, right? but fully aware that I belong not at that school where I was gonna get stabbed every day. And so I took a test to go to a specialized high school called Brooklyn Technical High School. And like it sounds, it's a technical place. But where better than a kooky kid like me to not fit in but stand out? If I had gone to the high school for the performing arts, I would have been a small fish in a big pond. At a place like Brooklyn Technical High School, I could be the biggest pond of all. No, the biggest fool of all. No, the biggest, all of the biggest fish of all. And it sounds like I'm talking about me, but I want you to think about you in your life where you went and did something that was against the grain or you thought about doing something that was completely different than what everybody else was doing and you got to stand out. Does anybody have a story like that? Where you stood out going like, oh, being me is not so bad. All right, maybe not in high school, we'll keep aging and I'll find it for you. 
It's going to happen for you. I'm going to, well, this is the lesson that I got out of it, that every time I show up and just do me, I'm going to be just fine. It was in high school that I discovered that I had a sense of humor. It was in high school that I discovered that I know what to do. In order to take the focus off me being fluffy, and back then we didn't call it fluffy, we called it fat. Being the fat girl in high school is not a good experience. But I was very aware that if I, hmm, if I change some things around, if I do some things differently, if I make them laugh with me instead of at me, I could win. And so I started my performance in high school. I didn't go to the high school for the performing arts. I started where I was. And that's a lesson I want to share with you, too. You can start where you are. Start where you are. Don't, yes, we're going to be focused on getting all the way there, wherever there is for you, the business of your dreams. Is it raining? <sighs> I better not get electrocuted, Mr. Hernandez. <laughs> Claudia told me it wasn't going to rain. I was like, we're going to do this outdoors? Yeah, we're going to do this outdoors. It never rains this time of year. It's raining. <laughs> Good news for me, my hair will not frizz up because it's not even mine. Good luck to most of you. I'm going to love this because all the hair is going to start to get curly and fatty. You're already curly, Mommy. You're fine. All right. So I'm in high school. I'm making the people laugh, not even knowing that I'm discovering a skill that I'm going to use later on. And so the lesson I'm going to give to you right now about this is to grow where you're planted. Shine where you already are. I didn't know at the time the skill that I was going to be developing that I would use later on. Now, I'm going to get back to the depression and the pain in just a minute, but I need you to understand there's a context for all of it. And so um, had a great experience in high school. I was actually, the fat girl never gets to be class president. I did it four times in a row. Not because I had policies and programs. No, thank you. you could I'm not even political. I was like, vote for me or, and I'll make your joke. They're like, okay, I'll vote for me or I'll fart on you. They're like, okay. They, I was just the goofy girl. These were really smart kids. They were smart, but not that smart. Like all of my friends now are engineers and like doctors and stuff, and then kooky Kim Coles. It worked. I was on the cheering squad. The fat girl never gets to be on the cheering squad. I did. I was a baton twirler, and I had a really big booty, and so my skirt would hike up on my butt, but my little white boots would be going, and my little twirling stick would be going. I dated two boys on the football team. Not at the same time. I'm not a whore, no. <laughs> That's an A-list boyfriend. The fat girl never gets that. What I'm saying to you is I changed my circumstances. I changed my point of view just by changing who I wanted to be and saying this is the perspective I'm going to come from and I'm just going to be goofy Kim Coles, and it worked. So I'm telling you that too. I'm telling you to do that. I'm telling you to look in your life. I want to talk to you in a little bit about the stories of our lives, the stories that we have, the stories that are inside of us that can be taken and used in our businesses. I use these lessons. They sound like just goofy, wonderful stories. And when I do this as a stand-up comedian, they're just goofy, wonderful stories. When I come to a place like this, they become the lessons that, you, that, that fuel the rest of your business. Land where you are, plant, grow where you're planted, show up and be magnificently you, and go ahead and be the president and twirl your, your baton. Does that make sense? Not the president of the United States. Although he would be really interesting if he twirled a baton, wouldn't he? Not politics, we're not gonna talk politics. This skill served me well later on when I entered into a beauty pageant for plus size women. I started making the fluff work for me. This is the only business where you can have your cake and be photographed with it too. 
I dropped in and out of college about three or four times. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I entered into this beauty pageant. They called and said, oh, by the way, we're going to have a talent competition. I'm like, talent? I don't have any talent. I just make people laugh. I'm like, oh, I'm going to show up and do that. I don't have the beauty pageant talents. Do we have any pageant queens here, former pageant queens? You have to follow. Did you play a piano? I'm going to do the wave for you, that wave. What is that? It's elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. I can't play a piano concerto. I can't sing a thing, an aria, but I can make people laugh, and that's what I did. I made up a routine about how stupid I think beauty pageants are. No offense, man. No offense. Well, I make fun of the little skinny girls and the skinny girl pageants. Like, how do you twirl a baton and say you want to be Miss America with your little silly sequin outfit? That's not, that's not a skill, that's a talent. No, it's not a talent, that's a skill. I know, because I really know how. And in the pageant, competition, I ripped off my dress and underneath I was wearing a silly little sequin outfit, but in a size 16. But I had sewed the sequins myself on a capizio. Remember capizio? I put sequins in places that sequins should not go. And although it was scratchy and itchy, I did the routine. I then twirled my baton to the tune of Thriller. And I won first runner-up. Okay, this is the day that I discovered what I should be doing. It felt just like it feels right now. I could feel the waves of love and laughter coming and hitting me on stage. It is the day I found myself. So I'm now going to ask you, what day, what moment did you find yourself? And if you haven't found her yet, now is a good time to start looking. And by the way, it's right where you are. It's the thing that lights you up. Who knew that this crazy, not me... <laughs> 19-year-old girl who didn't even know what she was doing would find her dream while standing on stage just being herself. Where are you in your life that you can just stand and be your magnificent self then dial it up one notch and go ahead and go to the world? So um, the way I got myself out of pain, out of depression, and out of really thoughts that no one should have, I'm not going to say the word, but I call it organizing my exit. And like I said, God was like, you can keep thinking that, but I'll be right here when you come back. You turn yourself away from the light. I'm not going to ask if anyone's ever it. done that. Don't. <laughs> it's not a pleasant place to be. You think you're going to figure things out on your own, and so you try. And then you have to always turn back to the light. And this is not a conversation about religion, of course. It's just about spirituality. The light lives within you and stay lit up. And sometimes God will stop the rain for you right on time. <laughs> And so I got myself into therapy, prayer and therapy, prayer and therapy. My union, the Screen Actors Guild, you get 40 sessions of therapy at a $20 copay. Thank you very much. It almost pays to be crazy. I went every week. I would save that $20 or every other week. I would save it like it was a spa treatment. And I got myself in alignment. And luckily for me, I chose a therapist who got me into alignment right away. She was like, we're not going to dig into your old stuff and your worthiness and your stuff. Let's get you feeling good right now. I'm going to share with you what I learned first is that gratitude is the first step to anything. She was like, be grateful. What are you grateful for? I was like, lady, didn't I tell you I was depressed and thinking of killing myself? She said, no, no, no. What are you grateful for? Write five things in your journal every day. I was like, whatever. I'm grateful for the five fingers on my left hand. I'm grateful for the five fingers on my left hand. I'm grateful. Said, oh, good luck with that. 
next day. I'm grateful that I have two legs. I'm grateful that my parents love me. I'm grateful. About two weeks of that, I began looking for things to be grateful for. I'm grateful that the rain stopped. I'm grateful to look at these beautiful faces. I'm grateful to be here in Whittier. I'm grateful. Like you start looking for things. And God goes, oh, there you are. Welcome back. If you go looking for things to be grateful, it's like a great game. Things will show up. And eventually resources show up. Those of us who are in business, who here is in business? It's called women in business. Everybody's hand should go up. Be grateful for what you already have, the struggles, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Remember that movie? Those who laugh, I know your age. Thank you. The good and the bad and the ugly are all part of the beautiful mosaic that is you. The yummy and the yucky are part of the story that is you. It's the perspective that you look at it with that changes everything. And gratitude is the perspective to have. Be grateful for that, and tomorrow God will go, you know what, I'm going to send her some resources. I'm going to send her to a, a beautiful event, and she's going to network with other amazing women who may be able to buy her services, help her business, become a partner. You never know. Make sure you network today. I'm up here with the microphone, but make sure you all network today for sure. As the, as the food is settling, network and give love and give out cards and meet each other. You have no idea where your next opportunity is coming from, and gratitude is the way to get it. This made me feel better, and I started thinking, well, what else can I do? I'm not on a show right now. I wasn't getting hired. I was getting older. All the things, things I told you things were moving. Things move. They move. Spanx can only do so much. <laughs> I thought my gifts are love and laughter, right? So if I just do love and laughter, how can I make that work? And I came across a statement during this time, of um, a quote that I want to share with you. It's a quote by Zig Ziglar. And the quote is, and I'm paraphrasing, you can have everything you want if you just help enough people get what they want. You can have anything you want if you just help enough people get what they want. Well, what does that do? That takes the focus off of you and puts the focus on how you can serve others, how you can share your gifts and share with the world. And that was the second thing that got me all up out of my depression. I was like, oh, wait a minute, it's not about me. It's about what I can do to help others, how I can use what I've got inside to share and help others. Oh, I can do that. If my gifts are love and laughter and reminding other people that they have gifts, then let me go and do that. I think we need another prayer, don't we? Because it's raining again. Oh, Heavenly Father. Oh, Mother Mary. Oh, who do we talk to? Gabriel? I'm a, I'm, I, I pray really weird. I'm like, oh, God, how are you today? Has anyone asked you about you? We need to pray. Could you stop the rain for just a little bit longer? I did. You know, I woke up at the, by the way, the Double Tree is where I'm staying since they're sponsored. Where are my Double Tree people? I did not get the cookie. I'd like to talk to my son. <laughs> but I did what I call, you know, hotel room makeup. This is not going to last in the rain. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. Where was I? Gratitude and finding gifts and just sharing your gifts. So what I would say to any of you, no matter where you are in your life, no matter where you are in your business, just start giving. Just start sharing. Just start serving. And the resources and the people and the opportunities will show up. It will be magical, it will be wonderful, and it will be divine. I started speaking. I'm a stand-up comedian who just took her gifts and shifted them into another area. I hung out my, air, my 
shingle as a speaker. And I just started sharing my transparent truth about what I was going through. What I didn't tell you is that being broke and broken in Hollywood is not fun. It's not fun anywhere, but it's really hard when people know your name. It's really hard when you're on a red carpet with Will Smith. A Will Smith red carpet, by the way, lasts for blocks. It's not just CBS, NBC, ET, BET. It's, it's, it's international press. And there I am with $27 in my pocket and the paparazzi, Kim, chicken, 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 Kim, 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 chicken, chicken. Oh, there's Halle Berry. Hi, Halle. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Oh, oh, get out the way for Halle Berry. Okay, very good. Chicken, 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 chicken. Oh, oh I, I've had to get out of the way. Get out the way. Your ego has to be chicken, chicken, chicken. $27 in my name, not even sure that I was going to be able to pay the driver to get home because my publicist made me take a car. I was like, my Honda will get me there just fine. Anyway, I started figuring it out. I started speaking and sharing my truth. And this is another thing I'm going to share with all of you all today. That we think that by hiding, we're helping and we're not. You're not helping anyone. Share your journey with others. I have a special formula I'd like to share with all of you right now. That authenticity plus vulnerability equals credibility and profitability. I'll say that again. Authenticity plus vulnerability equals credibility and profitability. The more I shared my transparent truth, the more I was open and saying, this is what I'm going through and this is how I'm figuring it out, it added to my credibility. It's like, oh, you're not just that girl from TV. Oh, you've really got something inside of you. Oh, you've got something to share. And when I say profitability, that means that now when I go and speak, I've got my books at the back table, which I do today. I've got products and services, which I'll tell you about in a moment. It became a way that I could work even if I wasn't on a TV show working. And I want you to think about this too, about how you can share who you are. And there are ways to share your story without sharing all your business. That's the number one question. How do I tell my story without telling all my business? I just told you some of my story right now. I didn't tell you everything. I didn't tell you how I was thinking about offing myself. And it's not important how I was going to do it. The fact is, I was thinking of doing it. I made another choice. I'm here today. That's all you need to know. Right? <laughs> I'm moist. I don't know if it's the menopause, you know, between the menopause and the rain. <laughs> now the fellows know how we feel. And so I want you to take the gifts you have, take what you have, share. And there are ways that you can do that. I help people do that. That's actually one of the things I started doing. I started, and listen, I'm a master storyteller. Why not help people tell their stories? I have something I call the Love Your Story Intensive. And I can share that with you in just a moment. Where I help you to discover your stories. By the way, if you think you don't have a story, you have a million of them. Anybody over the age of nine has a billion stories. And they all can be used to attract, connect, and compel your audience your customers, your clients. It's how people will find you. It's on your About Me page. How many of you have a website? All the hands should be going up. All the hands. How many of you speak for your business? All the hands should be going up. You are the best representative of your business. You should be speaking. You must be speaking. You must have an About Me page that tells the people exactly who you are and why they should work with you. It also helps get rid of the people you don't want. 
there are, there's someone who, I won't mention her name, she's very big in the online marketing space. She's huge. She's like a billionaire. She's amazing. And people love her. I just don't resonate with her. Guess what happens? I get to stand down. I get to get out the way and let her real customers come on through. That's what's going to happen on your About Me page. Tell people who you are, what you stand for, what your why is. I'm kind of enjoying it. Thank you. Is this coming, coming for me? Thank you so kind. No, then there's extra things I got to do. Then I got to be Mary Poppins and Kim Coles at the same time. Whoa! No, it's too much. Thank you. No, give it to some, no, give it to someone who I, I, I can suffer. Listen, I'm a comedian. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've gone, and listen, you have no idea the things I've gone through. Fires at a comedy club while you're performing. You just keep going. This is nothing. This is nothing. Just try, like I said, I'm just trying to protect the iPhone. The iPhone is keeping the time. Um, where was I? Well, someone's keys. Is this, is this a vehicle for me? No? <laughs> Paying attention. Um, let me talk to you a little bit about the power of story. So your story is your truth. Actually, I have a whole list. It is your truth. It is trust. Is how people learn to trust you. Because they resonate with you. I see my brother back here shaking his head. You like it? You got mad beard game, son. Mad beard game. Who says that? I do. No one says mad beard game. Thank you, sir. It is a tool. It is a tool that you can use in your business to resonate with people, to let people know who you are. Just like I said, that person I'm telling you, I wish I could tell you it is. Everybody loves her. I just don't get her. I'm going to stand down and let her real customers come on through. That's going to happen for you, too, when you let people know who you are, what your why is, why you built the product you did, why you sell the products and services that you do, and that people will resonate and go, oh, she's my people. Here's all my money. Enjoy. <laughs> That's just how it happens. Your story is actually also transformation. Uh, me share, beginning to share my story with, with the world and just being, I was like, I can't hold it in. Too much. It takes too much to hold it in. I'm just going to share it with people. I ended up doing a one-woman show, and famous faces, some faces you might recognize, would hold me, hug me at the end of the show and whisper, I'm going through that right now. You're so brave. I don't know if I'm brave. I just can't hold it in. I can't be broken, broken. I need to get myself towards my... My healing and the healing was to share it with people. And then there's a way to share it without sharing all your business. But it's about sharing it so that people go that they're not they feel that they're not alone. And they, they know that you're the one with the with the solution to their problem, whatever their problem is. Does that make sense? The other T, these were all T words. Did you get that? That was truth, trust, a tool, transformation. And this is a biggie for me. Your story is also timeless. Your story is your legacy, and it must be shared, and it must be told, and it must be witnessed. I want people to bear witness to your strength, to your courage, to your overcoming. By the way, we're all always overcoming and becoming something. It's just a giant circle, the circle of life. <laughs> overcoming and becoming. What are you overcoming so that you can become? What have you become so that you can overcome? You do that in your life and you then share that with people, people will open their wallets and share their money with you. Does that make sense? Because it is profitable. That's part of the, um, part of the equation. Authenticity plus vulnerability equals credibility and profitability. We're in business. This is what we're here to do. Your story is timeless. And 
I think about this. I went to Egypt last year. It was actually a year ago this week that I was in Egypt. And I know because Facebook reminds me. I don't remember the date. How can be expected to remember anything? Like, oh, a year ago. And there's a, I have a video of the camels going by. And, you know, I actually got a chance to walk inside the Great Pyramid. And I got a chance to see these amazing, it's amazing. And, and the stories of gods and goddesses. You know, the goddesses, Isis and Hathor and all of this. They're amazing stories. That's legacy. That lives in all of you. You are no less timeless than 6,000-year-old stuff I went and saw. It was very dusty and very beautiful. Your stories are timeless. People will talk about the changes that you made. People will talk about the help that you gave. People will talk about, it will reverberate if you tell it, if you live it, and if you tell it, and if you share it. You are no less um, timeless than Isis and Hathor. Does that make sense? By the way, I'm going to tell a story about sisterhood. Isis was running away from a man. Who here has ever run away from a man? This is the story of a goddess. You have to understand what? Fast. I've run away from two. So Isis is a goddess, and she's running away from, I believe, who is she running from? From Seth. It's a long story. Seth, she was running away from Seth. It's like, hey, Isis, I'm trying to be with you, girl. He's like, I don't want to be with you. I want to be with Osiris. And Seth had taken Osiris and cut all his body up and put it, nine pieces of it all around the world. And she had to go grab up all the pieces. And it's a long story, but she grabbed up all the pieces and she took in his essence, which is how they say it. And she was now pregnant with Horus. You've heard of the god Horus. That's the one with the hawk head, right? And now she's pregnant. And Seth is still looking for her, like, yeah, girl, I'm looking for you. I know you're pregnant with somebody else, but I still want you, girl. She's like, oh, my God. She, so she goes to her sister, Hathor. And I'm still not sure if Hathor is her sister or her niece or her cousin, because you know how the stories of the goddesses and goddesses are all like this. And she goes, Hathor, I'm trying to get away from Seth. He's looking for me. I'm trying to finish cooking this baby. Help me. So Hathor says, I'm going to hook you up, girl. So Hathor takes off her face. Well before the movie Face Off. That's maybe, maybe that's where they got it from. Take off her face and then covers her sister with her face so she's now hidden. So now Seth is like, I'm looking for you, girl. Where you at? Where you? Oh, oh, what's up, Hathor? Meanwhile, it's her. What's up, Hathor? Have you seen Isis? Mm-mm, I ain't seen her nowhere. All right, tell her I'm looking for her. Okay, bye. Why does he walk like a pimp? I don't know. she was able to go and have her baby in peace. And to me, that's a story of sisters covering sisters. This is what I said at the beginning. This is what a day like today is all about. Women in business, this organization has created an opportunity for us to cover each other with information, with love, with sistership, with a mimosa if necessary. That's no less timeless than Hathor taking off her face and giving it to her sister. Do you understand? I put the two together. It may have nothing to do with nothing. But in my mind, it works because it's a, it's a reminder that sisterhood can work. It's a reminder that women can work together. I don't believe this thing, these images that I see on these reality shows of women stabbing each other and throwing drinks in each, each other's face. I've never had that experience in my life. I've only experienced days like this where women coming together to learn from women, share with women, with a couple of men with nice beards. <laughs> we want that too. So I'm going to share these three things with you about your story that I want you to have, too. This is like a little bit of comedy, a little bit of learning. 
Number one is know that you have a story. You have a, a, a bunch of them. I'm actually going to give you my favorite story prompts. So when I work with clients, I actually give you the story prompts to get your stories out of you. So one of my favorite story prompts is uh, tell me about your favorite mentor. Because in that story is something super rich. Tell me about your favorite mentor, someone that mentored you to something. My favorite mentor is a woman named Mrs. Barrington. She was my sixth grade teacher. She's from the Caribbean. And the most important lesson that she taught me was always wear panties. <laughs> Only a loose woman does not wear panties. I do not ever go out without panties on. Maybe in the summertime, just to be a little breezy. Always wear panties. Kim Coors, wear panties. She also taught me a powerful lesson when we were in her class. She would actually kick all the boys out and, and let them go play and teach us womanly things. And she was just an amazing teacher, not only with the homework, but in life, things like always wear panties. By the time we all went to the seventh grade, we thought we were grown. I was in the seventh grade now. I started having crushes on eighth grade boys. The seventh grade girls would try to steal the boys from the eighth, from the eighth grade girls. I was like, what? You're just, you're 12, you're 13. You got a whole lot of living to do. But I'm starting now. One of us, she took her skirt, and it was, a, it was a Lutheran school, so we had our little uniform. She took it and rolled it up so it made it a little short. You know, she's starting to get, mm. Another one of us was not me, it was in the, not me, not me. It was in the hallway smoking cigarettes. Another one of us who was kind of a smart girl so she could get in and out of class because she was like the monitor, she was like the assistant, would be hanging out in the hallway because I just could. I just didn't want to be in the classroom all the time. I was just hanging out in the hallway. I had no idea what I was doing. And one day, the three of us are hanging out, one smoking, one's with a thing rolled up. I'm just hanging out because I want to. Mrs. Barrington saw all of us. And she caught us in the hallway. Look at you. Look at you. And she went through. Zena Jenkins, you look like a whore. Because she rolled her skirt up. Beverly Barton, you're a fraud. You've been lying, you're a fraud. And Kimberly Coles, you're my biggest disappointment. Like, how is she the whore? And she's the thief, but I'm your biggest disappointment. <laughs> I later talked to her. I was like, Mrs. Barrington, why was I your biggest disappointment? I was just hanging out in the hallway. Because you're not living up to your truest potential. You're out there hanging out with the whore and the teeth. <laughs> you have more inside of you and I want to see it fulfilled. She saw greatness in me. I didn't even see it myself. I'm 13. What do I know? See the greatness in yourself and live up to the experience. And ask yourself who was your great, greatest mentor and what did they teach you? There's all kinds of lessons in there. And I bet you that you took lessons from that mentor that you use today or that you share today. I bet you any amount of money. Does that make sense to you? That's my favorite story stem. I say build a bank of stories. Again, that's one of the ways I help people. I give you story stems, story prompts to give you this bank of stories. And then we take the stories and we shape them for social media. We shape them for speaking. We shape them for marketing. We shape them as lessons that you can use in your courses and in your products and services. Does that make sense? Okay. The second thing I will share is be willing to share your story. That's all I need to say about that. Be willing. Be generous. You've lived through a whole lot of stuff. I know like I know like I know that there are some stories in this room. Some of you have overcome some amazing things. You may even still be in the middle of overcoming it. And those, that light, that 
information, those lessons will serve so many others. Remember I said if you serve other people, you can have anything you want, right? Okay. Um, oh, and that everything that has happened to you has happened for you. What if? What if everything that has happened to you, the yummy and the yucky, the good, the bad, and the ugly, has all happened so that you could transform it and help other people with it? What if everything that's happened to you has happened for you? And this is the way you engage your audience. Those of us who are selling things and doing things and selling our services, you know, they always talk about how content is king, especially in social media. Content is king. You have to have a lot of content. What's more important that, than that is the connection. And the way you connect is to be yourself, to share your journey, and have people raise their hand and go, ooh, me too. That's what story really does, you guys. It's about people going, ooh, me too. Well, that sounds like me. Or they're looking for themselves in your story. Could I have been that smart? Could I have been that courageous? Could I have been that amazing? And then they see that in themselves. And then, like I said, they open their wallets. They open their wallets, or more importantly, they open their hearts. And that's what you really want. You wouldn't be in business if that's not what you're really here for, right? I'm going to share um, my world famous, it's not a world famous, it's world famous to me, story of what Oprah taught me. Uh, would you like to hear my Oprah story? Before I do that, I will share with you that yes, and it's all, all, the, all the tables have moved. All the merch has moved somewhere. I don't know where. I'm sure something's moving all Great. Uh, I do have my, uh, my second and third book here. For you. I have a, a handful of them. It's called Open Your Gifts. By the way, when I was going through my darkest hour and I discovered gratitude, and I discovered, I got something here. What are my gifts? And then I made gift an acronym. Gratitude, intention, forgiveness, triumphs, and self-love. That's how you open your gifts. You're welcome. Interpretive dance. Gratitude is the first piece. It's just what you need to get started and to get going. I for intention or inspired action. The F is for forgiveness, which we don't even have enough time for. Forgive all that old stuff, ladies. Get all that stuff out the way. That's how you clean out your closet. Don't you have things in your closet that don't fit you? They're out of style. They're itchy. They're scratchy. They have holes in them. They don't fit right. Why are we holding on to that stuff in our closet? Get rid of that stuff. It creates more stuff to come through. Why are we holding on to this old cloak? I'm going to put that thing back on again. You're never going to wear it again. Get rid of it. Notice that was a shopping reference. <laughs> I may not be all the way healed. <laughs> Forgiveness. It opens your heart for so much more. The T is for uh, triumphs. Here's the thing that we don't do as women enough. We don't stand in our triumphant selves. We don't stand in our magnificence. When someone says, I really like that pink thing that you're wearing, like, oh, this old thing, what? Say thank you. That loved it at some point. Thank you. I love this. Oh, thank you. I received that. We don't receive, we don't stand in our magnificence. Where are you? Awesome. Go stand there. So, on this side of the room, and this is no offense to this side of the room, it's just metaphorical. Sorry. On this side of the room, I can't cook. I have really flat feet. Um, I may or may not be very organized, but on this side of the room, I'm funny and witty. When I smile, I smile. On this side of the room, I can't follow directions. On this side of the room, on this side of the room, I can't add, divide, do multiplication. I can't do none of that. On this side of the room, I don't need to. I'm a good writer. Stay on this side of the room. 
Where is that side of the room for you? Where are you magnificent? Stand there, and the rest of the world will believe you. I love saying this. You know, we have, um, have you ever seen someone who um, thinks she's cute? She thinks she's cute. And it was especially when we were kids, like, I can't stay her. She thinks she's cute. She believes it. Never mind, she looks like a gargoyle. She thinks she's cute. Like, well, I know I'm cuter than her. She believes it, and the rest of the world does too. By the way, Cleopatra was not a good-looking woman, so they say. By the way, there were seven of them, but that's another story. There wasn't one Cleopatra. There was a bunch of them, and the one that we all know was not attractive at all. But she was charming, and she could speak 17 languages, and she could charm Caesar and Mark Antony, whatever the story is. I don't know. I saw the movie. I saw the movie. And then I went to Egypt and saw the real deal. She was not pretty at all, but she believed that she was. And she bathed in milk or jasmine or whatever she did. I don't know. But she believed it, and the rest was like, oh, Cleopatra is so beautiful. People will believe it if you believe it. How about that? Okay, you are Cleopatra. And you're better looking than her. Come on! <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, and then the S is for self-love, which, as I said to you before, believe it or not, a day like today is about self-love. You're pouring into yourself right now, and I thank you all for coming here. Now we've got more transportation issues. <laughs> Trains and automobiles in Whittier. Some of the cutest houses in Whittier. Give yourselves a hand for being fat. Are you all from Whittier? Give yourselves Santa Fe Springs. Oh, I'm staying in Whittier. This is Santa Fe Springs. Give yourselves a hand, Santa Fe Springs. What I have for you today is not only uh, book one and book two of Open Your Gifts. I created these anthologies where I help other women tell their stories of discovering their gifts. I have a few of those books in today. And I also have my Love Your Story Intensive. Love Your Story is what I'm talking about today. You have to love up on it. All the journey, all the good, all the bad, and all the ugly. I help clients to discover their story. As I like to say, find mine and define those stories so that you can then use them in any way you choose. As a speaker, as a writer, uh, to write your books, to, uh, for your social media, however you decide to use it. And so when you come to the table, I'll talk to you about the Love Your Story Intensive. It's a one-day event. Actually, we do it in about four hours. We do it live over Zoom. So I will be in my air-conditioned home, and so will you. Uh, I typically do it on a Saturday or, uh, or Thursday evening. When you come to the table, I can sh show you the dates. Uh, but it's a live, online group experience where we dive into your stories, and you hear each other's stories, and you see yourselves in each other and you rise to the greatness. So it's about discovering your story. What I like to say is when you discover your story, you understand the essence of who you are and what you stand for. When you know your story, you show up in your business and in your life with authenticity and credibility. When you share your story, you educate, entertain, and empower others. And when you master your story, you captivate and attract your audience and your tribe and you compel others to want to work with you. So it's time for you to open your gifts and share that way. The Love Your Story uh, Intensive is, I'm doing a special, it's normally 1997, but for the women in business outdoor experience, <laughs> the 
special today is six ninety-seven. It's six ninety-seven for you, and I also include a one-on-one -on -one with me. That's like the best part because I, I, I love that because I love to. I like to say I get my brain and my heart on your story, and what happens is, and I don't tell very many people about this. That's when I get my divine hits. With clients, I get ideas to share with you about books, about programs, about other products, about nonprofits, about vision that you may already see. I take the vision and run with it because I'm a creative at heart. And so I love to work people with this way, work with people in this way. Come to my table, we'll talk about the Love Your Story Intensive, $6.97. And by the way, there is a split pay. I love to say there's a two pay, but two pay means hair. <laughs> and yes, these are extensions. So come and meet me about that. <clears throat> what I'm going to share with you now is the uh, my favorite story. I'm trying to stay to time. We're good? We're good? Claudia? Claudia? Are we okay? By the way, let me explain something to you about uh, standing. Huh? They're good. I'm going to tell you my story about Oprah. I'm going to tell you a story about Claudia, though. I'm going to tell you. Can I say Claudia? I was Latina in a former life. Listen, I grew up in New York. I grew up around Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, so I think that I'm all of that, okay? <laughs> and my mother was really smart. So the Lutheran school, school I told you I went to was, you know, very sort of intense and, you know, very nice education. But my mother sent me to Puerto Rican Girl Scouts on the weekend. <sighs> it was everything. It said, come on, mommy, we're going to sell these cookies. Come on, mommy, let's make that money, honey. Come on. It's the best. It's the best. That's why I'm so balanced. You know, Lutheran school, Puerto Rican girl, Girl Scouts on the weekends. Dominicans and Puerto Ricans, please. It's a wonder I can't cook. I should be able to cook. I know good food when I know it. By the way, congratulations to the food this morning. Thank you. Even though it was a whole lot of pork. It was a whole lot of pork. I enjoyed the eggs and 17 croissants. Thank you. I told you I enjoyed the free food. <laughs> so uh, the reason why I bring up Claudia is because it's, this is an example of standing in your gifts. I was speaking at an event where Claudia was at attending. She snatched me off stage and said, I want you to come to my event. Show up and just be magnificent you. There are opportunities all the time. I actually set an intention when I speak is that let me connect with two or three more opportunities in the room. I did that and you were one of the two opportunities that said yes. So gracias, Claudia. Gracias. I can do the rest of this in Spanish if I had to. Un poco. <laughs> so a few years ago, I had the great honor of being uh, hired by the Oprah Winfrey Network to be a co-host on a game show. It got canceled. I don't think it's my fault. The game show was called Are You Normal America? And no, we are not. That's what makes us really great. And so I was sort of hired to be the Vanna Black. <laughs> My job was to indicate things and indicate. And I got hired before I got to meet her and they told us on Friday that Oprah was coming to the set on Monday. Oh my God, I'm gonna meet Oprah Winfrey. Okay, great. I'm gonna spend my entire weekend preparing to be an empty vessel of joy and light. Mm, I want to meet Oprah. What do you do when you're going to meet Oprah? You prepare to be an empty vessel of joy and light. I read all of the spiritual texts. I opened the Bible, and the Bhagavad Gita, and the Torah, and the Quran with a K, the Quran with a Q. I put a dot right there, Nam Horenge Kyo, Nam Horenge Kyo. Was burning incense and oil and slipping in the oil, like, oh! Sage, I saged the entire neighborhood. 
my neighbors would knock on Miss Coles, Miss Coles, are you all right there? I'm saging. I'm preparing for Oprah. Feel the energy, feel. By Monday, I was ready. It was an empty vessel of joy. They told us that she was coming at 11. So at 9, I was ready. At 10, I was ready. At 11, I was ready to meet Oprah. But she didn't show up. Oh, she's coming late. She's coming later. Fine, fine. At 11.30, I remain ready. At 12, I remain ready. At 1, I am ready. At about 1.30, I'm sick and tired of being an empty vessel of joy and light. I'm hungry. I told you about the free food in Hollywood. So I went over to the set. And by the way, we had cut off all the lights to conserve energy because Oprah wasn't there. Whatever. I went and got myself a hot quesadilla off the thing. It was a hot, I don't even get down with cheese like that, but it was free and it was hot. I'm eating my quesadilla and I was like, mm, this is pretty good. All of a sudden, the lights came back on. And I looked up and I realized it's not really the lights. It's Oprah entering the building. I lost myself. Here comes Oprah. Oh my God. To this day, I have no idea what happened to the quesadilla. No, I think I might have even done like this. I think the makeup artist took said, look, she said, heads up, Oprah's coming up here, take this. Oh my God, here over. And she's walking towards her, Kim, Kim, because I'm the chosen one. I'm the Vanna Black that she's chosen for her new show. Kim, Kim. And I lost my, I was like, I didn't know what to say. And all I could muster up was, My new boss, just yay! And I could tell that Oprah didn't know quite what to do with that. And she's looking at me like this, and I could see, and it's all happened with like a millisecond. You know, like in science fiction movies, like when the like the Borg or the alien creature reads the human being, but you see the readout from their perspective. You laugh because you're a sci-fi fan, aren't you? You see the readout. It's like she did that to me. Say yay to me? Huh. Was she simple or slow? And I saw the moment she downloaded the proper response. She looked at me and she was like, Yay! Oprah met me where I was. Oprah met me where I was. The lesson of this is number one, it was one of the most beautiful lessons, is meet people where they are. We are intuitive, divinely inspired people. You know how to read someone. You find out where they are and just meet them where they are. And the other piece of this is to meet yourself where you are. Who I was was I'd already gotten the job. Why was I trying to be something different? Oprah, I'm going to meet Oprah. I can't even get, can't even get my leg up. I already had the job. I was pretending to be something that I wasn't. And I'm already spiritual. I don't need all the <coughs> stage and stuff. All that helps. Be your magnificent, amazing, perfectly imperfect self. That's all you need. I'm not the reason why the show got canceled, but I came there just to get that message, and I was so grateful. I'm so grateful that I got a chance to come and play with you all today. I'm going to mop all of this down. I'm going to meet you at my table. Come and buy a book. Come and talk to me about the Love Your Story Intensive. I would love nothing better than to help you get your story out and out into the world. If you have so many magnificent things that you're meant to do, is it my theme song to get off? That's what I wanted. Because it takes two to make a thing go right. 
takes two to make a thing go right. It takes me and you. It has been a complete special honor. Come on, Mr. Hernandez. What? We're literally sitting right across from her as she does her book signing. How awesome is that? (laughs) So we're super grateful, but we wanted to share some of the messages that we received today. So let's talk. Um, Yeah, I'll go first. One of my favorite things that stood out was meeting people and yourself where they're at and meeting yourself where you're at. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes we can get so consumed in trying to um, go somewhere else mm. when we're really, you know, at whatever state we're at. Yeah. And instead of just meeting ourselves there and meeting other people where they're at, you know, um, trying to meet someone and take them somewhere else. Like, no, like get to their level, meet them where they're at. Bringing so we're bringing in, in Miss Claudia, the lady who made this all happen. Yes, who invited doing? us here. How's everybody doing? We're, we're doing, doing great. great. How are you? Wasn't she amazing? Oh my gosh. We were just talking about her message and the things that really resonated for us. You know, I've had the privilege of seeing her before, sitting at her table and having real conversations. Yeah. And you know what? She's no different sitting down with her one-on-one than she is in front of an audience and that's what really got me to bring her in here and said you know what because that's what we like yeah that's what we resonate with as women so there's a wonderful line of women behind me this is awesome yes, <laughs> yes. thank you I so much it. for inviting us oh my gosh yes, we are so you. excited we're trying to we're going to bring some other guests over is that yes, okay yes, yes of oh, course yeah. bring them on over and we'll get that going yeah We're just chit-chatting about uh, Kim Cole's messages today. You know, what resonated with you? Uh, Really the messages that her story was very impactful. I think uh, it's universal. Um, And so being one of the three men (laughs) that attended this (laughs) event, I felt uh, honored actually to be here and to be surrounded by, you know, a lot of uh, people that I already know in the community, but at the same time just coming together and, and having really share... You know, Kim Cole's story, I think, resonated with a lot of people. So a lot of my clients I invited uh, loved her presentation. Uh, and one of the things that she mentioned, I, I, I know I wrote them down. I, I don't know them offhand, but I, I wrote uh, several things down that I definitely want to pass down to other people that I know, especially my daughter. Awesome. So my daughter's 19, so I, I feel, you know, she, she definitely provided a lot of advice that uh, in any age could, could benefit, basically. Yeah, and what is your name and who are you with today? Who are you representing? So my name is Carlos. The last name is Gallardo. I'm with Farmers and Merchants Bank. We were one of the sponsors. Uh, peop- uh, one of the companies that sponsored the table. So uh, I made sure I invited a lot of my uh, female clients uh, to this event who's never been to this event uh, before. So they really, really enjoyed it. They're really looking forward for next year's uh, Women in Business event. 
awesome. <laughs> we definitely applaud you for coming in. The only like three of three men, yes. like in the entire audience. I invited other men. Uh, I, I I belong to the Chamber of Santa Fe Springs, so I, I definitely did my part inviting other uh, other gentlemen. But uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work out in their schedule today. But it's okay. I'll, I'll definitely make it out next year. Well, thank you so awesome. much for supporting. No problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. Thank yes. you. <laughs> that was so awesome. Um, I think what I loved about Carlos was you just showing up for other people. Like, he literally showed That's up a, yeah. for his daughter, for his colleague. Right. Mm-hmm. And he knew he could come and take something to share with other people. Yeah. Like, just because it's a women's event doesn't mean that I or the people in my life can't benefit, right? Yeah, and I have a card in front of me that says it's all about the why. And I think sometimes you're not even the why. Sometimes it can be other people. It can be your circle. That's the why. And you show up for that. So I think that was really awesome to, (laughs) to have him show up for other people. What were some of your other favorite moments, ladies, from Kim Cole's presentation? She just wakes up with gratitude, and she's just, you know, with God in the universe. She's like, God is everywhere. You know, Mm -hmm. God is here with us. Um, And especially with gratitude, I know that I was like, thank you, God, for making this a beautiful day and not letting the rain ruin the day. And that's right, Dre, when we started recording this, the sun came out. Yeah. So that's what that's something that really resonated with me. Obviously, uh, you know, just living in gratitude, living in gratitude, living in your space, being light. That's what we were grounding ourselves in before we started this. You know, we are the light. Um, that's all we need to admit. So everything that she was saying was so on point with a lot of what we had said earlier off mic, which is um, really beautiful. That all resonated with me. I was like, she gets it. This woman gets it. Yes. So I loved it. Loved it. For sure. For you, Mama Jen, what was? I loved how she talked about like her early childhood. Oh yeah, and how um, how through her growth experience that she learned just being her and believing in herself. And that sounds so cliche, right? Like we hear that all the time. But the way she talked about it, it was like you show up as you, and the more you believe it, the more other people will too. And that that really really resonated with me because. You know, for me, that's been a struggle in my youth and even today. But more so, like, I look at Marissa, right? And she's definitely in that stage. And she's not a lot like other kids. So trying to balance that out and, like, wow, like, I wish she could hear that message from her, right? Like, really, like, yeah. But what's really awesome is that Mama heard it. And then Mama can show her that, yeah. you know, and relay that message to her. So. It's like Mama heard it, and then inner child heard it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I think that's an important lesson that I really love. And then anytime that we can inject humor, yeah, <laughs> I, that's my. I love having a sense of humor about stuff because it's really hard when we don't, right? And. Like, right now, my face is still kind of crooked, and, like, I'm trying to, like... Yeah, it's really loud, and, you know, yeah, you're powering like it's, through it's a lot a of things right now. But it's yeah. okay. 
I think I got my girls. Yes. <laughs> you know, even like uh, producer Luna at one point with the rain when it started to come down, she was like, it's a cleanse, you know? Yeah. And, it, and it was like, it was funny, but it was so true. It was like yeah. putting yourself in that space. Like, you know what? Yes. Like the day, right? We came in. Yeah. We were a little uncomfortable. It's warm, we were it's out of cold, our comfort like, zones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like. You just got to laugh about it at some point. Like, it is what it is. Like, we're never going to forget this, guys. Yeah, this is our first uh, on-location podcast, yeah. so we're definitely learning a lot as we yeah. go. Out of all the live, uh, quote-unquote, live podcast episodes I've ever done on location, it's the first time I've ever had a rain. There you go. And I'm so proud to be experiencing the magic that is rain with you beautiful ladies. Because truly, there, you know, I wasn't lying when I said it's like a cleanse. Because when you're in a shower, you that that shower that you take. I think you've even said it in a past episode you treat showers like light baths. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing in the light for I you. Love so doing I think that, it was a yes. very beautiful experience. Um, and it was cool. I mean, my hair didn't get too messed up. So yeah, I love it. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I think just I want to go into tap into. Um, the space of just who we get to experience this with. I think that's what's really special. Like, another thing I want to take away from this is, you know, who your tribe is and who you're able to get through these experiences with. You know, yeah. they don't seem as scary, you know, when you have people around you. Huh? Yeah, it's definitely all about perspective too like she touched on that during her talk her talk and I thought that was so so powerful and like I mean we've been in therapy ourselves Mm -hmm. and we've been working through stuff and like how perspective totally makes a difference in how we interpret our world and what's happening and stuff what's happening you know in our life in our personal lives outside the world around us everything right yeah definitely yeah, we could have been like, damn, our equipment's getting wet yeah, and exactly. all these things. And it, it was like worse. that perspective shift, right? Like, no, it's a cleanse. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but again, like, again, I think because we rooted, we grounded ourselves and we rooted ourselves um, in light and having the most. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, I'm happy we showed up, ladies. Yeah, I'll amen. be honest. I showed up and I was like, what am I doing here? And now I'm leaving here. Like, I'm so happy that I was here. <laughs> I, yeah, there were definitely a few moments where I was, like, questioning, like, if I can do it or get through it and all of that. And yeah. it's more like the comfortability, right? Like, of not being fully myself physically, I guess, right? And so there were moments that I had. And then I was like, nope. And thank God you ladies were coming, too, because if you weren't, I don't know if I would like it helped me to push through to a degree. Yeah, so that's exactly like, that's exactly what I said too. I wouldn't be able to do this today without you, ladies. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. And I think a big uh, like pat on the back for us was us showing up authentically with our with each other, like coming right. in and saying, "Oh my God, this is how I'm feeling at this moment." And it was like, okay, and we all met each other where we were at. Yeah, and like that, we were able to help each other shift into this other space. Yes. So. We, <laughs> if you've never been to the Clark Estate in Santa Fe Springs, they have the most beautiful trees. Like it's a beautiful space for sure. 
but they have these trees around that you just want to hug. <laughs> and anybody that gets energy knows what I mean. Like, you just want to hug these trees. They're so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we walked up and I was like, I want to cry. It's like a mama tree. <laughs> <laughs> she claimed her tree. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all your comfort. <laughs> it was like Dre was here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I feel we're super blessed that we got this opportunity to share yes. space with each other, um, to hear Kim Cole speak and get to just take it in and take the lessons. Because I think we all kind of got something individually 100%. From it that we can absolutely apply to our daily lives. So I think for me, a lesson is sometimes the place that we're resisting may have a very powerful message for you if you're willing to step outside of that comfort zone. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, and willing to get into another space, right? If we would have stayed in that space of, right, trying to put on a mask, not being able to take off a certain mask. Right. And then we would have been just so closed off to the beautiful messages that, like you said, we all took as a collective and individually. Right. And then we have, too, like, okay... I love our tables in our house, but people aren't going to come to our table <laughs> all the time, right? Like, we no, have right. to also go to them. We have to meet people where, where they're, they're at, at sometimes. Yes, yeah. that was another beautiful message that she had, for sure. Yep. I love you, ladies. <laughs> love you guys, too. <laughs> hey, beautiful soul. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and leaving a review on the Soul Based Mama podcast. Hey, it helps other soul-based mamas find us too. And we have so much gratitude to be along with you on this journey. We invite you to stay connected via Instagram. You can follow us at soul-based mama. You can follow Mama Dre at the mamahood tea. And you can follow me, Mama Jen, at strength.is.within. Now get to work, girl. We'll see you next time.